Yeah, yeah, what's good, yo? Welcome to another episode of Real Talk, where, as always, it shit's real, we talk about it. I'm your host for tonight, Pat Scorpio, the New England representative, and as always, I got my man with me. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Man, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm glad you guys have me on him, and I've been on so many, what do you call them, podcasts, boxing, talking, whatever, but I'm Evans Tober the Third. Top strength and conditioning coach, not just in the United States, but in the world. I am conditioning coach, a two-time super lightweight champion, Regis Progray, and we are about to get ready to do some damage on yeah. the 9th at the Chase Center in San Francisco. Anything yeah. after that, it's all open now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, yeah. sir, Tell them, yeah. coach. Tell them, coach. Hello. Yeah, the coach, the co- coach number one, though. Like, hey, man, we, that's what we do, man. We, you know, we just, he flipped the script on that. But, you know, honestly, I got, I got you know, introduce the rest of the crew. You know, so Shutterworth, take it away. Introduce yourself, bro. Oh, uh, what it do? You know it's Shutterworth, the guy, a.k.a. Lauderdale Boss, a.k.a. LB. You know what it do. El Capitan, Ring Gang, Radio.com in the building. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Ring gang in the house forever and always. And as always, I got my other man with me. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hey, yo, what's good? You already know who this is. Your boy, King P, Bodega P, Bodega Box in the building. Ring Gang Radio all day. Let's go. Bodega's open, man. We got a special guest there. I'm ready. Let's go. Hi. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, and I was we're excited too. And then also I got my other man with me. I'm letting him introduce himself. Hey, what's fly? What's fly? It's Conscious Pilot, the West Coast Avenger, number one contender preparing for liftoff. Let's fly ring radio. Special guest. Let's get it. There we go. Conscious pilot, you know, stays elevated above the class uh, of the clouds and less and certainly not last but certainly not least, I got my other man with me. I'm letting him introduce himself. Yo, what's good? You already know who the fuck it is. It's your boy Rome Top Five in the building, Chicago's own. Stand up, Ring Gang. We here. Special guests in the building. Yes, sir, man. Yo, and like I said, man. You know, Coach. You know, Coach Tobler, man. Yo, he. You are buzzing out in these boxing streets, man. Like you just came out of like nowhere. And people are and people are like, you know, who is that? Who's that person behind program that's, that's making all this noise? That's that's going at Haney and everything like that. And it's like, and you know, we're all thinking like, this man clearly has a story to tell, like a, a real story. And we, that's why it's like, yo, we got, we got to get him on here because you're like, our, you know, congrats being the first uh, strength and conditioning coach that we've had on here. Like, uh, you know, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, we got some. So, so like I said, though, because like this man clearly has a story. So obviously, you know, we got definitely got some questions uh, on your particular your background. Like mm-hmm. first, like first question is, well, what made you decide to go into bodybuilding and strength training? Well, I um, I started out as a track and field. Uh, I would say track and field star. I was I was state champion in New Jersey. What'd you run? State champion in long jump uh, in New Jersey. Uh, if some of you guys aren't even born during that time, so I won't give you no dates. But <laughs> <laughs> all American. I went on a track scholarship to a University of Tarabo in Cagos, Puerto Rico, where I was collegiate champion in long jump. Out of four years, five years of being in school, um, we won three national championships. Uh, from there, I became top. You know, I, came, I turned professional in track and field. Um, what's your event? What was your What's your designated event? I long jumped. In college, I did everything, but as a professional, I long jumped. I went twenty six feet nine inches. Had some jump damn! Feet. Wow. That's crazy. Um, that's like me jumping from here to the garage. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I was 180, 180 pounds then, and um, 
you know, I, I left track one year and tried out for the Denver Broncos, had a had preseason football, went to Canada, played some Canadian ball in Edmonton. Um, and then on the way back, you know, when I did football, I had no control over my life. So um, I came back to the sport of track and field at the end of my career. And um, after, after trying, I stopped competing in 2000. I started in 1985. I stopped mm-hmm. in 2000. I was I was in my late 30s. I was still able to to go to meets and jump close to 26 feet at in my late 30s. And once I retired from track and field, I started coaching. And um, the middle school level, high school level, I think I won like 50 championships in eight years in middle school track and field in Houston. Yeah. Wow. And then from there. I had then from there I went to the high school, won some championships, and then I left. I stopped teaching and coaching, and then I was bored, man. So when I got into bodybuilding, just from being bored. Mm-hmm. But when I did bodybuilding, I wanted to go to the top of the chain, so I went. Mm-hmm. And got in, I I got a guy who his name is uh, John John the Tank Sherman, who's been on the Olympia stage twice in his career, one mm-hmm. of the top bodybuilders in history. He's actually an encyclopedia of bodybuilding. So when I started, even when I left track and field, I was always around great coaching and great people with great knowledge of the sport that I wanted to do. And I competed at the high level. I never lost. And I was in my 40s when I got into bodybuilding. And at I was 2007, I was top three in the state of Texas in super heavyweight. And they were like, oh, you got to get bigger. And I was like, no, nah, I'm done. I, I, left <laughs> long. I, was, I, don't, I didn't want to be big anymore. So, yo, yo, quick, quick question for you. Are you a better student or a better teacher? Um, and I'm both. I'm both. I think, okay. I think, because, so it's, it's sometimes it's difficult for athletes at the professional level to be coached, but I, I was able to, from going to the sport where I didn't know much about, um, even in track and field, I had the best coaches and I learned from the best in the world, but coming into <laughs> track to bodybuilding I, I already knew some things but i didn't know like at the, doing a, a chest workout it's, it's like six different movements for the chest i learned all that shit from john sherman mm-hmm. and applying all the stuff that i already had as an athlete you know you have to you have to be humble to 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 learn something different i wasn't i was never i was cocky ass athlete but i wasn't <laughs> I, I wasn't i wasn't ever uncoachable you know, and like you were still a student at heart. Like you want to get yeah, better. Like yeah, yeah. Even 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 at this stage, I see a lot of stuff in in and and boxing as it pertains to conditioning. Where boxing is still kind of behind as it pertains to conditioning. Because when I did track and field, I was done with a race. If you beat me, you fucking beat me. My, <laughs> legs, my legs never gave out, and I, right. I I used to hear a lot of boxers saying. I punched myself out. I'm like, how do how you do that? <laughs> how do you punch yourself out? After training for six months, yeah. How the fuck did that happen? Yeah, I'm like, so that tells me. <laughs> when I did track, I'm going I'm to I'm say the most, simplest, this most simplest thing to do in this sport of boxing, and they make it so fucking complicated. You telling me, okay, I ran track. All I fucking did was run. <laughs> so why are you not punching? Mm. Mm. I don't get it. That's true. Bars, bars. Mm. That's simple, yo. Break that down. 
Yeah, but they think, oh, well, I got, I just cut the whole man. Let that shit go. Right. No, that's true. When niggas, when niggas practice, they need to be throwing 5,000 punches in practice. Look, Every practice type shit. Listen, you, if you're going to, if you, if you are paid to punch, what the fuck you doing, doing some other bullshit? If it doesn't relate to punching, if it doesn't relate to you punching, uh, making a, a more output or making it more or, 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 or lengthening the time that you have to punch. Those are the things that a lot of these condition coaches, these these homeboy coaches, they got these top athletes, and they yeah. Got to punch them <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of that going around, man. You know, so homeboy coaches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got a guy, you know, he he, your boy, and he he, you you can't fucking last for ten rounds. That's man. true. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you're saying too much. Too much yes, man. There's too much yes, man. Oh, oh my yeah. god, man. People yeah. want that check, though. Yeah, boxing, bro. Boxing. I I did track and field at the, at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Boxing to condition an athlete for boxing. Boxing is hard as hell. Not only do you have to punch and recover, you got to get away from a punch, take a punch, recover from the punch, and give that shit back and maintain it. Not yeah. even mentally, because if you hit me in my mouth and bust my shit, I got to keep my composure. You know, I mean, you, it's so much that goes on, and if you don't, if you don't create those things throughout the training uh, process, when you get when you get to a point in the fight to where you get hit and you got to recover, you're gonna get your ass whipped. So Yo, that, that's great, because yeah, because because I, I know like some of us, all of us have boxed before, some of and some of us, you know, have done it for a long period of time, and I know like probably the best conditioning of my life was when I was actually boxing, like you know, when I was like. <laughs> Two ten, two fifteen, and you know, be able to go do three minute rounds with no problem and jump rope and all that stuff. I can't do that now. I think I'm a little right. old. When you're training, your hands up. You always punching. You always yeah, leaning. Exactly. You always weaving. But I don't get how some niggas be in a fight four rounds in, their hands on the floor, and they just taking all types of punches and shit like they never trained before. <laughs> That's the That's real shit. That's the worst and. And and I got I got in the ring before. I've been in the ring. They wish they could get me in the ring. They wish they could, but I'd never give them that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never give them that opportunity. So, but 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 just experiencing myself, I've gotten in the ring, and I'm talking about I was in running like track and field form, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, when I tell you after maybe two and a half minutes, I couldn't even I couldn't even keep my hand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's difficult to be like this. The whole entire time, like this, and relax. So, guess what? You got to create, man. I'm not going to listen. That's why Reza got 29 knockouts, and we and we we can fight for 66 minutes, not 36 minutes. So, so pretty much, so 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 basically, you got into boxing because you peep you peek the weakness in the game, and you're like, okay, I, I can do something like this. I can try. I can I can be a help to some of these professional boxers. Yeah. And do you and do you feel that these boxers with the strength and conditioning coach have an advantage over their opponents who don't have one? I think well. See, there's, there's a very thin line, right? There's some basic stuff that you that you got to do. The basics are, is that you're gonna you're gonna have to punch. Sometimes you get these old school guys. All they do is run and hit the big jobs. I mean, big jobs one of them. So I I think mm-hmm. if you have a conditioning coach with the knowledge of of what the body needs, and he knows that the length of time that you're gonna fight, how many rounds and What's your background? 
you know, you might you might want to cross a, a guy that understands how to get you in shape for the, the amount of time you're gonna you're asking your body to perform. Mm-hmm. So each 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 fighter is case by case. I may get a fighter who gets tired. You know, he 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 can't punch, and I already know what the remedy is. <laughs> you know, it, it's simple. <laughs> you gonna you might but you might as well marry that heavy bag. Yeah, no, I, I hear you because I because I know when I was training, I used to go, I used to run like three miles a day, like that, it, that was like the rule of thumb: three miles a day is all you yeah. need. Like yeah. some people would do it like five, six miles, so, you know, the ones that really were trying to lose weight. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I don't think I can do all that. I was just like, yeah, yeah let me do three miles. Uh, yeah. LB, what about you, bro? Like, how how much did you have to run, or if you? I mean. Because I started, like, I'd done martial arts younger, but when boxing, I started 19. Mm-hmm. And we used to do, like, the treadmill. we do, like, maybe two miles on the treadmill or or off mm-hmm. off the road. So, yeah, about it's always about two miles because we're doing jumping rope. We're jumping rope. We're doing the bag, all of that, because you, you never want to just wear yourself out either. Yeah. Well, I mean, see, I'm training three and four hours a day. You see what he said? You see what he said, right? So, look. He just mentioned two different things that were two different types of conditioning. The mm-hmm. treadmill, jump rope. One 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 is endurance and one is, the jump rope is actually explosive and endurance at the same time. Oh, if you're gonna jump rope, we're gonna jump rope for thirty seven minutes. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 That that's how we used to like you know you could jump rope real good. Like when you're up there to that level, when you can mm-hmm. hold a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. while jumping rope, like yep. that's mm-hmm. the level. Everyone should strive to that level. Yeah. Like, I mean, are we talking about shoulders, legs, mm-hmm. lungs, mental? I mean, you gotta. I, I don't want to get too much because, well, you know, I could tell, I could say a lot of shit, but <laughs> you still gotta know how to apply it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you can give them the ingredients, but they gotta know what what amount, like how yeah. long to cook it. How long to cook yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The jump rope shit crazy. I remember elementary school they had that shit called Jump for Life, where it was like a jump rope competition to try to win shit. You get a sweater or some shit. Uh-huh. And I lost all them shits, man. I couldn't win nothing. <laughs> I lost the double dutch, the single rope, by myself. All that shit. I couldn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that jump rope is hard, man. But it's good. Yeah. It's it's good. I need that footwork. I need that footwork. Yeah. yeah. So, Coach, uh, and so without giving away too much of you, too much game, like what do you bring to the camp? Oh, man, that's a good question. I, uh, I'm a little bit of everything, man. I'm, 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 I'm the one that reminds. I'm the one that reminds him where he's, what he's fighting for. I'm the one that 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 pushes the envelope. I'm the one that creates the, all the types of things that I know is going to happen in the fight physically and mentally. Um, all the technical stuff, I don't have anything to do with that. The boxing and the punching got nothing to do with me. But I make sure that he 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 is in, in his mind is intact, his his heart is intact, and he never forgets how what he's fighting for. So I create I create those moments throughout our training sessions where. I'm trying to break them. I'm yeah, so it's, it's no nonsense when you in there, pretty much. No, no, ain't no, ain't no playing no games. And see, okay, thing, that's good. That's good. With box, with with boxers, you got to you got to create that wall. You got to mm-hmm. create that wall. I'm swimming that wall that you're gonna keep. It's like it's like building a fighter. 
You build mm -hmm. a fighter up, and some of the fighters, they, they, they get beside themselves. You're supposed to knock out eight motherfuckers. And we setting this up for you. Mm -hmm. So we get to the big dance. When you get mm -hmm. to the dance, you get to uh, fight number 10, you hit a motherfucker, he looking at you. Then what you going to do? Mm -hmm. That's that wall. And it's gonna, after 10 fights, the wall gets heavier. It gets longer. It gets higher. You got to be able to, to push and have the athlete mentally knowing that we can break through the wall because we already did it in the training session. No matter what it is, I could fucking tell them to throw the ball against the wall. I'll make the best throw the, wall, the ball against the wall for 50 minutes. <laughs> man, I need to. I need to be in your camps, man. I feel like I feel like I need to be in your camps, man. I need that old school shit, coach. Yeah, but, but but it's 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 that, bro. I'm telling you, the mind, the mind, is very powerful. I, I used to have a friend that did uh the special ops, mm -hmm. right? Five foot seven, hundred fifty five pounds. He disappeared and go for wait for months. You we never knew to this day what that motherfucker was doing, but he. He had he had a certain side of his brain that he would shut off and then he go. So you got to be able to you got to be able to 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 go through that that wall to think you're gonna get through the wall. You got to know it because you've done that before. If you've never done it, fights gonna be hard, man. They're gonna be hard. So I bring that I bring that extra edge, that extra push, the push that's gonna push you through those championship rounds. And when you, you know, when you, when the, when the, when the tough gets going, mm -hmm. we already been there and we came through. So, I mean, I, I only train like I've been trained. My coach used to tell me, he used to tell me shit like, when your, when your talent catch up to your want, you're going to be unstoppable. I was like, man, fuck that. What are you talking about? I'm already <laughs> he said, you got, he said, nah, son, you got want, but your talent ain't there yet. Oh, I, I bust my ass every, <laughs> I used to kill myself trying to, Figure out what this motherfucker was talking about. Mm -hmm. And when I became a singer, that shit came together. My want yeah. and my talent, and nobody beat me. So you can have, you can have, the guy that got the most want is going to win. You're going to have that, beat it, that little edge. Because that motherfucker that don't, that they ain't been tilted. Mm -hmm. He ain't been tilted like Devin Haney. He ain't been tilted yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tilt his ass. <laughs> No, that's real shit. I'm not going to lie. Coaches are a big factor in an athlete's career because a coach can say some shit that could change his life forever and make him be from the greatest to the worst. It's, mm -hmm. it's that easy. Because some, some people take that word that the coach is telling them to heart. They go home. They dream about it. They sleep about it. They, they Like you said, the man told you you didn't even realize to your senior year what the fuck he was talking about. Mm -hmm. That shit stuck with you. Yeah. Even to the that's just important. Coaches play an important role in his life, yo. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So, Coach, uh, in terms of uh, how long have you actually worked with Regis, and do you have any other notable clients? Um, shit, over twelve years now. Oh wow! When when we started, we man, shout out to Jay John because Jay was Regis' first manager, and he trusted me with that kid. Man, the mm -hmm. kid was out on the track running, looking like shit. I was like, bro, you killed me with this form. So I was like, look, do this, do that. Got his hands together. And I remember the kid, because I used to make meals. I used to make healthy meals. I was okay. I was Juan Diaz's, uh, I don't know if you remember Juan Diaz. He was oh, of course we do, yeah. yeah. Baby, baby, I, bull. baby Bull. Yeah. I was, Yo, I was, hell yeah, yeah. I was of his course. bodyguard. I was Juan's bodyguard. And oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. He was one of the guys that went to the gym, and I saw him doing some conditioning, and I knew his coach. I was like, that's what you do? In my mind, I was like, what the fuck? 
and you a world champion? Yo, it, it, that reminds me because I, because I know, because I know, I think me and Elbe had conversations in the past. Like, you know, I mean, Baby Boo could fight. There was no question about that. But yeah. there was sometimes his conditioning looked like he, I mean, he fights like he, he like he's in shape, but he don't look like it. What Juan had was Juan. Juan was an endurance boxer. Yeah, he was. Punch the shit out of you every round. If yeah, you don't, if you can't, true. it's like it's like fucking playing Alabama. If you don't match their intensity, they're gonna beat your ass up and down the field. Juan, Juan, man, listen. Juan would be on that stairmaster. I'm like, oh, I get it. I see why he fucking people up. <laughs> his 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 endurance, because you know when when you hit that's when you hit, or when you when you when you're running. And I can only equate this shit to what I did when you hit the ground. It's like one of the 400 meters. The race don't start to 352 meters. That's when that ass starts to lock up. Your legs get tired. Your fucking chest fuck is about to bust. And and boxing is when you throw all the punches. You got to go back to the corner. And that shit, that, all that blood in your arms. So mm-hmm. mom was training like that. So I was like, oh, I see. Because, you know, we made his meals. And I'm thinking he should be ripped up. But he punched <laughs> you, she punched you all day. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him doing stuff. And that's when I was like, I want to get into this. I want I want to add something to the pot. But, you know, he'd already had his stuff, so I never crossed that line. And then I ran into Regis on a track, man, and shit, and the rest is history. I work with, um, I got a, I work with Quentin, Quentin Randall. Mm-hmm. I work with, uh, I worked with Jared Hurd, Kenny Sims. I don't know if y'all remember Kenny's, Kenny Bossman Sims when, uh, he, when he fought Elvis Rodriguez. Remember that fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So when Kenny was, when Kenny fought him, he, I had him and Hurd in camp. Hurd had, had a really bad year. He had a bad year. His dad passed away, and, mm-hmm. you know. But I had Kenny in camp too, and they was like, "You about to fight this kid?" I said, "You gonna fuck him up?" I said, "After four rounds, he gonna fade." After four rounds, Kenny started backing his ass up. He beat him. Sure did. Kenny, <laughs> sure beat him did. Kenny beat him up bad. Yeah. That, that yeah. T- took his zero. So, I, I, think. so zero. that I think that was the moment where where Ken where the, where the boxing world knew who Kenny Sims really was because he's been around. That motherfucker could fight. Yeah. yeah, he could fight. So, who else? I got a two-time Olympian, uh, Virginia Jenny Fouch. I got a. I worked with. Uh, I worked with Keyshawn Davis. I had the whole U.S. Olympic team here in Houston, at one time working with them. They was here with K. Corona, and K. brought them here, and I was working with those kids. Man, a lot of talent, a lot of talent on that team. But you know, I work with anybody want to work with me, man. No, that's what it is, man. Yeah, no, because I was like, I didn't even know, I didn't even realize your client base was that extensive. Like, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, Baby Bull, like you must be on those on those old HBO somewhere in, on the oh, TV yeah. or something like that. You must be. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be on there. He's got to be yeah, on there. Like, yeah, he's he my hat. Like we follow Baby Bull career. Like we see him on NBC, Showtime, HBO. Like I saw his whole career unfold. Him and Rocky Juarez and uh, I did. Antito Bajado. I used to make their meals. I used to make Rocky's meals. They never, I never got a chance to work with those guys because they had already, they already been established. But when Rocky won his first championship, he was training with one of my guys who pushed him, Pablo Pablo Cruz. And I told, I told, I'll never forget. I told this guy from Boxing Social, I said this would be the first time because Rocky tried that shit five times. I said this would be the first time he won a championship because Pablo's pushing his ass. I'd be damned if he didn't win a championship. They, they think I'm crazy, but they think. They think I'd be talking shit. I'd be talking facts, man. 
and, and that's a good segue into, you know, basically how you've come into more of the boxing uh, spotlight. So what made you decide to be so vocal against the Haney's? Man, listen, when you when you when you two time two time world champion, you get on the platform, the platform is yours. What the fuck, Bill? How the fuck, Bill Haney, think that he going to come up here and a champ going to talk first? But I already knew that. I already knew what was going to happen. I told champ, I said, listen, you know, we're in San Francisco. This supposedly is this kid's town. So they want to make you feel like you're not the champion. They're going to let him, they're going to give the, the spotlight to him. So when, I'm, when I competed in track and field, Carl Lewis was the man. And, mm-hmm. and even in, in the long jump, if you have the longest jump, you get the chance to beat everybody so you go last, right? So the champion. So I mm-hmm. said, watch that happen. So we get out there on the podium, and I'll be damned if Eddie Hearn said, wow, we're going to start with two Evans. I was like, I looked at Regis. I said, no, nah, we're going to start with the challenger. So he got pissed. He got pissed that I recognized the game that he was trying to pull. You're going to tell me <laughs> if we was invited. How the fuck are you going to invite the champion to a championship fight, bitch? You got me fucked up. <laughs> I said, no, you speak first, man. You're the challenger. What are you talking about? You know, and he can he that's where it happened. I was like, you're gonna respect this podium, you're gonna respect the challenge, the champion, and that's how it's gonna go. So go ahead and speak. We'll wait. And he moving up in weight too. Like that, yeah. damn. That's like two, like that's I like, guess, I guess, like come on. Maybe, 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 I, I guess I guess maybe this is how it's like like where it's different in the boxing world, because you're talking about the champ, and yes. Regis is the is the champ, and, and, and but in Haiti, in their eyes, they're looking like I'm the A side, and the yeah. A side needs more than the champ. That's how they're looking at it. Because well, he, he undisputed, but you but that undisputed shit I, is cool. But when you go into the new weight class, it's like you still gotta prove yourself. Like you, you, yeah, that, you, that shit don't matter till you move up all the way. Yeah, you gotta respect the champion and the champion's position. And, and you could and you could make the case and say that Regis is his most dangerous opponent, bro. So absolutely, it, it, it absolutely. is. Yeah, it is. Listen, it is his most dangerous. Kiss it. Oh, listen, man. I, listen, I'm I I am pretending to be no boxing coach, but I've been I've been watching this kid for the last six months. I done went through everything. I know who he fought. I know who who he couldn't beat. And if they want to go ahead and keep rubbing his rubbing his fucking dick like he's some superstar, <laughs> he ain't that dude. And 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 guess what? I I don't have a problem with a kid going to private school. I coach at a private school, right? <laughs> what I have a problem with is that you you calling people bum ass niggas, and I'm like, we our kids didn't talk like that. From in Trenton, New Jersey. You call a brother on the street a bum ass nigga, he gonna beat your ass. Yeah, man, you fighting after that. That's you fighting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You 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 disrespectful. And I'm thinking before I I I, I did my research, I said, look, so this kid, he's a good kid. He walk around like he's some tough kid. I know tough kids. Demonte Davis is tough. He's a tough little motherfucker. Stuff <laughs> like that. From here, he ain't built like that, bro. But he 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 got the world thinking that he that dude, he he he, it's this big front that they got. The daddy was the daddy did something in the street. I don't know what the fuck he did, but whatever he did, what a great job he did taking his son away from that, put them in a place. But why you got your son acting like a fucking like he like he that dude? Deep down inside, we know he not. I take his ass. I take his ass to South Trenton and leave him. And he'll come back. <laughs> no necklace, no nothing. I'll leave his ass in South Trenton. 
Three hours. It takes his shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Stop doing that. I mean, it's Trenton. <laughs> he, he, he ain't wrong with that. If, if you've been to Trenton, you know what it is. Stop. Yeah. Like, come on. Look, the, the, old, the old dudes in my neighborhood, I'd come home for football practice, 6 o'clock. Ain't even been home yet. Try to go shoot a dice against some nah, nigga. Go home. You got practice. <laughs> Get your ass in the house. That's what the old heads did in my neighborhood. On the That's weekend, I'm going to make a little money doing some shit, right? But them, they won't let me do it. And if, and if I got out of the line, they checked me. That's the neighborhood I grew up in, East Trenton. They didn't do that. So you got this kid, and your dad ain't even checking you because you got the world food. I put his ass on blast and said, no, you ain't that dude. Bro, you, blame, you blame him or his, you blame him or his pops? Look, it's it's the, the dad ain't saying nothing about it. He wanted something. He got the world food, bro. He got everybody food. Mm. They're thinking he's some he's some tough kid. He he was a kid that that his dad paid money to the best coaches. I got I got I got private school parents that call me now, pay me thousands of dollars to train their kids because I got the best knowledge. So if you if you watch Bill Haney closely, he's always with different coaches, the top coaches, Mayweather's, the fucking Freddie Roaches, the 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 what's the kid in uh in Florida that worked for Adrian Brown, all these different people. And then what are you doing? You taking all that shit and you and you in the corner like you're like you're like you're a coach. They questioned me. They questioned me the first time I was up there. I was thinking, motherfucker, bitch, I'm a I'm a decorated athlete. I'm decorated. You trying to figure out who the fuck I am? I'm gonna let you know, but this ain't my time. It wasn't even about me to right. let you know that I had credentials to be up there. And after coming off that stage, I said, you know what? That shit bothered me, bro. I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you who I am. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna pull some credentials out for your ass. I said, right now, your daddy can't sit next to me. He can't sit next to me and nothing I've done as an athlete. Not one. Did he even play any sports? <laughs> Has he even yeah. thrown a punch? <laughs> Has he even had an amateur fight? So what makes him what makes him some some top notch coach that he's in the corner with with, a, with an undisputed world champion? Because he paid that money with the best coaching and he reaping the benefits from Mayweather, Freddie Rose. That's real shit. I don't even know. I don't think yeah, Zab, Zab, Zab Judah's dad. I know Zab Judah's dad's in his corner, heavy too. Yeah, Zab, Zab too. I I saw Lord Devin. Lord De I call him Lord Debbie. He Lord Debbie to me. <laughs> oh my God. I saw some film. I saw some film where he was holding the. He had him more than eight years old, right? So the yeah. dad was very smart. Yeah, he had his son surrounded by great Zab Judah, bad mother. I like Zab. Yeah, Zab, yeah, Zab, 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 super Jab, super Zab. Yeah, I like Zab Judah, right? So his Haney, little Haney, little Debbie, had been around it <laughs> all his life. We know that he was carrying the belts like an industry plant. Thousands of people. Obviously, the kid wants it. He wants it. The dad, the dad, like I do. I be brainwashing motherfuckers. I brainwash my fighters to kick, to to beat the shit out of people. So he's been around it, but deep down inside, it's going to come a push. And he's the only, he's only, in my mind, he's only had five really tough fights. Lomachenko, he, mm -hmm. I think Loma beat him. Oh, Loma I was going to ask Thank that. you, thank you. Loma, I like I, I said, like I, I said, Loma did whoop his ass. I knew I mean, it. Listen, everybody on the, on the bottom panel agree with you. <laughs> I knew it. Look, look if, 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 if Jojo Diaz was in shape, he would have beat him. Jojo mm. would have beat him. He took fucking Gamboa didn't even train for the fight. How about that? 
<laughs> and Lenars and Lenars hurting, right? Yeah. And then Cambosis, you know, he snuck in there and got one on Cambosis. That's why he came to New Orleans. When he came to New Orleans, the champ didn't have such a great performance, but we won the fight. So if you think at this level, a champion like Regis Porger can't can't do better than that, you got life fucked all the way up. And December 9th, his son gonna get knocked the fuck out, like I said. And then what do you say to those that think you're talking too much for someone that isn't fighting? I don't give a damn what they say. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm fighting because I'm training the guy that's fighting. When he, when he, when he punched, I told Devin to his face. I said, "You gonna feel every punch, and every time he hits you, think about me, motherfucker, because that's what, that's what's gonna happen." <laughs> I feel like I'm, bro, I don't know what I, I don't know where my, I don't know where I be doing fight. I'm, I'm like a hole in a hole. I don't remember half the shit that I do during fight week. This my, this my last week of conditioning. So we step, we didn't step all the way up. This kid is in great shape. And I, 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 I used, I used to feel sorry for athletes that he hits. I don't feel sorry for Devin Haney. Oh, <laughs> look, look, we, we, we gonna get hit. He gonna get hit by by Haney. That's boxing. But what the fuck is he gonna do when he get hit by Regis? That's the question. Mm. What do you? Gonna, I mean, I he, feel he you on that. Nobody like that. No, I definitely feel That's that. A good so. Question. So um so besides pain, what's your official prediction for Handy Perkins? I think some of the people in our in our chat want. I think are really interested to know what you think how that's gonna how that's gonna go down. Listen, I've been saying it, and I'm not gonna stop saying it. This fight will not go the distance. You done pissed off the champion. And know that the most one of the most important things here is what is Devin Haney fighting for, right? Devin Haney has three belts at 135. That are that that are waiting for him to come and get, right? Mm-hmm. You got another fighter, Regis Poker, who's a family man, who has legacy, who was two-time world champion, and you have to kill him to get that belt. And I know Devin Haney ain't built like that. No, nope. you got two different fighters fighting for two different things. I think Devin Haney is fighting for greed. He's fighting for clout. The niggas clout chasing. <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to be as big as the Gervonta and them other niggas, but he'll never he can't. He's wondering why he can't hit that. I've been telling y'all niggas this shit for months now. Like this nigga think he that, but he really not all that. He not he not. Tuck, this I, I, every time I say tank name, they think I'm saying the reason I say tank name because every time I bring tank name up, that motherfucker's shoes get to running without him in them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shoes start moving. He ain't even in the motherfuckers. <laughs> because hey, the Cook. bottom line is that that's who he's supposed to fight. But you're gonna move up and fight the most ruthless puncher in the division. That's I mean, yeah, we, Regis that's the best fighter. You know, Regis the most accomplished fighter. One forty for sure. Absolutely. Quietly, quietly. But when he knocked, when he when he when he viciously knocked Devin Haney out on December, the world gonna know. And then, viciously, you say viciously. viciously. He's gonna cold. He's gonna crumble like a fucking tree. <laughs> I'm telling that's you. Gonna, and when that happens, that's gonna be it for Haney. And all that, all that talk gonna stop. He gonna, he gonna, he, he, he you don't hear him saying nothing because reality's gonna hit in a couple of weeks. Reality's gonna hit that I'm in the ring with this motherfucker who's fighting for his life. <laughs> and I got three belts down at 135. I might want to go get him. <laughs> <laughs> He might I, wanna, you think he could make 135 again? No, he's not going back down. He's not going back down. 
Who he gonna beat at 140? He ain't gonna fuck a Matisse. <laughs> Who he gonna beat? He not gonna fuck a Telfimo. Hell no. Who he gonna I mean, beat? Barbosa Jr. <laughs> he go. Shit, he might have to retire after this. <laughs> um, you know what? This motherfucker about to retire. That's what he gonna do. Yeah, how old is he? Like twenty two? What the he, fuck? He made enough money. His <laughs> I think he just turned twenty five. I think his birthday. Was, he, he just turned twenty five. Just turned twenty five. Okay. Happy birthday, little Debbie. <laughs> we gonna bring you a motherfucking gift in a couple of weeks, bitch. Oh, we gonna bring you a rap gift, and like I told you, off the floor and say, "Go fight, youngster." Mm. He, gonna, he gonna get knocked out. <laughs> it's gonna end by knockout. Yeah, yeah, that's some real confidence. But another question I just for someone from someone put in the chat, uh, Coach, uh, the Discord boxing chat uh, asks, what was the biggest stride you see Regis take in regards to his training regimen? Like, what would so like like what some would consider a weakness that was improved? We don't have no weaknesses. We're not going to claim nothing weak. Mm. What I can tell you mm. is that Regis Pogray. Right now, from 10, 11 years ago, has not missed a fucking day of training. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he makes a shitload of money. Yeah. Not one day. So you're talking about a kid who's consistent, who is who loves what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he loves knocking motherfuckers out. But right now, they done pissed him off, bro. I, I've not seen him like like mad. He, he's actually mad mm-hmm. because he feels disrespected. And, and and the Hennies are actually looking over the hill. They're looking over the hill at someone else. They're looking past yeah. them already. Yeah. Looking, yeah. Just because of one performance. Mm. So the, the first time, when the first time Haney get punched upside his head, he gonna know that he in the it's gonna be a problem. Because he can. <laughs> so no, nah, the kid, the kid is the kid is driven. He loves the sport of boxing, and and we we, we got to go to practice in about twenty minutes. This will be our third workout today. Oh, word. Well, three a days. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Three. Oh, serious. <laughs> after this, you can sail on home. After this, I'm about to put the final touches on that ass. And I'm going to, I'm probably going to give me a nice tall, a nice tall beer tonight. Chill out <laughs> and be ready to go in the morning, man. But listen, man, we, 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 we got, we got this kid fighting for everything, man. We got reasons fighting for everything he's ever worked for. And we got those spoiled ass, spoon fed ass Devin Haney. <laughs> I, I try to give him I try to give him benefit of the doubt, but bitch, you got three belts. The fuck you think this is? <laughs> yeah, this nigga is trying to collect these shits like they Pokemon cards. With a plate with a, with six plates of food and he still wanna eat your food when you only got two fucking plates left. Yeah, he think he's just gonna clean up the league like that, like, oh let me get all these belts and go home. Like, no, <laughs> nigga, that's not shit work. <laughs> do, you, do you know how pissed off a motherfucker you make people? You think you just gonna come and take, bitch? What? <laughs> Whatever. Let me let me ask you this, because some people feel that that like maybe you're going a little overboard with the whole like Devin Haney's portraying like a street image tough guy because some people look at it like he's not really doing any doing too much. He just flashing jewelry, I guess mean mugging a few times, but mm-hmm. I guess he's just a young nigga with money. I mean, I don't know. Like, okay, 
Okay, where, 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 where you from? No, I'm where from you? here. I'm from Lauderdale. For, for okay, where you from? My man in the middle. My man right here. What's, where you from? I'm from Chicago. Oh, okay. So check it out. Nigga come to Chicago, come to your hood, flash. What's we going to think? Right off the gate. I think this nigga trying to stun on us and we need to get on him. Hello. <laughs> He didn't say that about you because Florida different. Y'all niggas walk around with golds in y'all mouth and shit, chilling like everything all cool. <laughs> no, in Chicago, you come, in your, come into the neighborhood, golds in your mouth, gold on your neck, walking through the street, laughing at niggas and shit. Nigga, you don't get your ass beat and all your shit took. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's that's everywhere though. I don't think that's no special. Yeah, but, 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 but for a kid like that, for a kid like that, who's who's actually a prize fighter, right? Right. You you act you act like you you know you want to floss and the nigga tripper talking about I live in an apartment I live in a luxury apartment in the Galleria of Houston. <laughs> what bitch? What? Like why? Hold on, why did he even get to that? Like niggas just like yo man you live in an apartment like what the bro? Like <laughs> many of niggas is in apartments so I don't know how that was like. It's a, if a fat motherfuckers laughed at that like like they not having a podcast out the apartment like. Right. <laughs> then let me know right there. Like you that you that kid that had the ice cream and was teasing everybody else. Ah, I got the ice cream, you don't. <laughs> That's what it is. I got the ice cream. Your mommy couldn't afford it. I got it. <laughs> and guess what? The dude down the street said, Hey man, we're gonna fuck him up. Okay, okay. Now that did happen down here. Like, yeah, okay. I'm that dude. I'm that dude saying, "Okay, you want a flash, bitch? You got belts at 135. You can get fucked up." <laughs> oh man, yo, Coach, yo, you would kill me, man. This dude, he that dude, he he the teaser. It'd be, it be hot down here. Niggas don't play about that ice cream truck. Like I, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> it be, I mean, Florida be like ninety five degrees. Like <laughs> the little private school got the ice cream first, and you know we ain't got the ice cream. I mean, we might hang around the basketball courts. Wait, wait to see, wait to see you when you come home from school. Like uh, mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. See, I, you know, I think you explained it better on the podcast here than I think. The press conferences and all the little clips and shit, cause <laughs> you you struck a nerve with niggas. Real talk, that private school shit really irked a lot of people. People mm-hmm. was like, man, yo, this nigga, man, this Freddy Fox looking nigga, he talking about private school. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he got there, man. And and honestly, like, dude, I know where you're coming from. Like, my older brother went to private school. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about as a jit. So right. I, I get it. Like, not every nigga is Bruce Wayne in these goddamn private schools. Right. You know? I, 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 I get that. I went to private school. <laughs> I mean, you you I got some tough private, niggas in I private school, but then you got some private school niggas. So I, yeah. I feel where you coming from. Nothing. Will Smith type motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they, what they, 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 they got the swag, but they really ain't got them balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you honestly got, describing the, the new Bel Air. Yeah, he, he got the swag, but he ain't got the <laughs> points, man. Come on, mm. you you couldn't even knock out you couldn't even knock out and heal little bitty fella. You couldn't knock out mm. uh, uh, JoJo Diaz, heal little bitty fella. How the fuck you think you're gonna knock out a, a real 140 pounder mm. that hit like a fucking Mack truck? You got mm. like fucked up, bro. He ain't truck. <laughs> yeah, he, so ain't, ain't he predicting a knockout? Man, I don't, he said something like that. He been smoking that shit like all these fake ass fans. He got some fans out there been talking shit. 
I tell them motherfuckers, you talking shit, but you ain't got no ticket, bitch. How about that? Go get a ticket. Oh, shit. Go get a fucking ticket. You can talk some shit. Then. Support your favorite big fighter. How about that? Yeah, y'all think y'all think Haney got the knockout power at 140? Oh, well, we, this, we never seen him at 140. We don't know what he looks like. But I'm saying, do you think he, you think it'll translate? He didn't have it at 35. <laughs> he didn't have it at 35. That's true. Some people are hoping. Some people are hoping. Oh, he's moving 40. up in weight. That'll. But I mean, how doesn't happen? I mean, he might be stronger, but yeah, I think he'll be stronger. He's gonna have knockout power though. Nah, yeah, I mean, I mean, Regis never really been hurt. Regis ain't never been hurt. Yeah, Regis never been hurt. I never. Okay, let me ask you this. Tell me when, and I and I want you all, you motherfuckers out here in the world, you motherfuckers thinking he got knockout power. I'm gonna give you the ultimate question. Okay, you tell me. When the last time Devin Haney had a fucking knockout? It's been years. I was trying to think. The last time he had an actual knockout. I've never seen him knocking a guy. He ain't had no knockout nowhere. It was Moran. It was Moran. It was Antonio Antonio Moran. Moran. Who the fuck is that? (laughs) 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 Who the fuck is Antonio Moran? I don't even know him. Who is that? Uh, uh, He just fought... He fought Jermaine Ortiz. Why y'all figure this kick? Come on, man. What you talking about? He's not really. He's not really. Come on, man. Look. He ain't fucking without in a while. It's been a minute. Oh, what up? He ain't locking nobody out. What it do? I mean, look, everybody always pick up Moran. They always say, oh, he got the Moran KO. Who is that? It's the only one he really got. Exactly. It's been years ago. Yeah, it's been years. And that, that's a long time, though. Real talk. I don't know who that is. <laughs> but we I mean, he's a contender. Like, that's it, really. I, I, I got to get off. I haven't talked enough facts for the, like, 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. We, appre- we appreciate your time, my G. We appreciate oh, you, had a good time, man. Hey, Coach, one more question, though, because this is always a question we always like to ask our guests. Um, would you eat broccoli on pizza? Uh no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you. Uh, you're healthy. Thank you. You're healthy, Coach. Why? <laughs> Thank you. Talking about brother. What the fuck? Thank you. Fuck that. Fuck uh, all that. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I guess. I guess I'm all yes. alone though. But Coach, you. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. I, I just like. What was that? What a car. I think I'm dipping out. I think he's probably losing. He's probably losing connection. Yeah. yeah. Probably was a connection. Yeah. Well, thanks, Coach. Take it easy. Dude. Yeah. Appreciate your time, dog. Appreciate it. Good luck. Appreciate the shit talking. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you selling the hell out of this fight. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, geez, like. <laughs> oh man. I mean, oh, oh, I mean, no, he was doing so well though to that whole broccoli thing, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's a. Nah, you he's, he's right about the broccoli thing. Yo, weird. Ass. No, that means that means that means he's normal, oh, nigga. You back? What you doing? I think he's, oh, he's probably gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is he gone? Coach, you still there? I think he's gone. Well, uh, well like I said, I mean, uh, for real, yeah, that's Coach Evans uh, Tobler, man. You know, like I said, you know, he's selling, like, he's, yeah, John's got to, yeah, he's definitely selling the hell out of that fight. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, and, and, I mean, we're already anticipating because it's, it's a big fight, especially for December. It's going to be a, a couple of weeks away. But um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, the way he sold me that, I definitely got to bet the knockout. I definitely got to bet the knockout. Right. I definitely got the bet because what they probably got what Vegas got Haney is the 
Haney is the favorite, right? Haney is the favorite. Haney is the favorite. That's crazy. AOP, you want to read? You want to read the latest odds off uh, Fanduel for that for this fight? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, he was just like confident, confident like that. That was like, you know, like that shit was super entertaining. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Haney is a minus four fifty favorite. Uh, progress is a progress is plus three ten. He's a three ten. Yeah, I'm betting a knockout. Yo, I'm betting a knockout. What's the What's the KO prop? Hold on. Probably probably plus five. For who? For uh, progress. Progress. Hold on. Plus, plus five. Let's see if it's up. Plus eight. Plus eight. Plus eight fifty. Um, uh, for for a progress KO, it's plus uh six thirty. Oh. Mm. And for a decision, it's plus seven hundred. The fuck? Damn. Yeah. So both you have to put money on both. Like seriously. Like, yeah. You really could just be like. Uh... Like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. But, but, but if Haney chose to prove, you're just going to be losing that that night. Yeah. <laughs> ah, damn. Oh, man. I mean, we got to hold up. We got to get back to the uh, – shout out to everybody who um, tuned in. Uh, we got to look at the comments real quick. I know it's been a – I'll start at the beginning real quick. Blazing Killer, what it do? Salute, Lex. What it do, my nigga? What it do? Salute, Chris Graham, what it do? Salute. Just score a boxing chat. What it do? Ken, Sean, I know you done bounced out. Uh, salute though, what it do? Oh, John, hey, what it do, man? What it, what it do, God? Uh, uh, Blazing Killer, yeah. Let me see who else. Uh, okay. You know what's crazy, uh, Nika, yo? What, what it do, Nika? I said it goes straight from the pod, straight to work, yo. That's <laughs> crazy, right? I'm supposed to work at 3 a.m. It's 11 right now, but I'm gonna just go in early and then get off at like 8 o'clock and then I'll be straight. I mean, well, I mean, you can do that, dude. But yeah, like I said, you know, like you know, definitely salute coach for you know for making time out of his busy schedule because I know we were supposed to do this last night, but you know, there was a last minute thing, you know, obviously because the chip needed his services, you know, to do some other things. So it's like, you know, um, yeah. So but it was definitely good just to get him, you know, get about forty forty five minutes of his time. Yeah. time there. He crushed time during the holiday schedule, nigga. That's real. That's real love, yeah. man. It's yeah, real exactly, love. man. So you know, he could be at home making, you know. Pies with his family, nigga, but he on ring game, nigga. That's how he do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So 